Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to Red Circle, put a little change in my pocket, our local and corporate sponsors. You guys are awesome. Uh, Also, big shout out to Miss Brianna and Lynn Woods and Candace Taylor, who is running for governor in Georgia. Thank you for an incredible weekend. Uh, It was awesome. And now the star of the hour, somebody been wanting to get on the show that everybody has just talked so highly about. And um, ma'am, you uh, just from talking to you a while ago, you're a badass and I already like you. Uh, Miss Kelsey. What do you what, Hello. Do you what do you go by on everything? It's perfectly Kelsey, canceled Kelsey. Well, yeah. what is it today? <laughs> well, we had to do a few different names. I've been canceled a few times. So perfectly Kelsey was my main one. That's where I started. Uh, she got canceled. Uh, but she's still on Instagram uh, doing well. Uh, but my newest one is canceled with Kelsey on TikTok. <laughs> okay. What do you keep getting uh, deleted for? Or what do you I talk about a lot? <laughs> do what? I think I'm I, I said I talk a lot no I think I'm very misunderstood so sometimes when I say things they get misconstrued and I get in myself in trouble uh that is every damn one of us <laughs> yeah but when you're on a big platform you seem to be attacked by everyone even if they have skeletons themselves uh I think with those people I think they're just miserable because I've never yeah. I've never went around, even if I don't like your content, I don't see the need to report you. I just usually right. just unfollow your ass. Yeah. 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 I don't, it's, it's the people who he, they see you doing well and they don't like that because they might not be, or they're at a low point in their life. And so they have to hate on you and hurt people, hurt people. So you are a hundred percent right. Uh, one of our mutual friends, Kylie, I tell her all the time. She talks about uh, all the money she makes on OnlyFans, and yeah. and I tell her repeatedly, I don't think that it's people you've pissed off by something you said. Right. I think it's somebody you've pissed off by saying mm-hmm. how much money you've made, and yep. this is somebody sitting at home that can't pay their bills and is struggling. Is like, no, nah, yep. fuck this. I'm deleting and blocking everything you do. Yep. Or reporting. I mean, that's what I meant. They're mad. Yeah. Yeah. They're mad. But a hundred percent. I'm so jealous of how much money she makes. She told me that when we were at the dinner, I said, oh, sis, you got the bill. (laughs) This bill is yours. Pay the bill. Uh, No shit. It's insane. (laughs) I've never let a woman pay for anything when I go places. I always let her pay. Because I'm like, as you should. (laughs) I'm like, look, if you, all you got to do is show your tits to make $200 real quick. You can pay for dinner. Okay, this is on you. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Like that's I feel like my and she is muscle. so comfortable doing it too. That's the thing. Like I would never say that to like a woman if they that's not their thing, but she's like, heck yeah, give me that 200 And I'm like, I fully support it, but dinner's the, on you. The worst <laughs> conversation I've ever had in my life, Kelsey, was with mm-hmm. her and this other girl that I'm friends with. Her name's Paige. They both have mm-hmm. uh, they both have OnlyFans, and they were like trying to see who could outdo the other one at Mexican one night. Oh no! And it was like I've done this, I've done that, and the whole time I'm sitting there, and we're in my home or my town where where I live at, where my studio is. Yeah. And I'm like, would you two please shut the hell up? Like, <laughs> like this is way too much for me. That's so weird. See, people look at me and they think some type of way about me that I do stuff. When I say I'm the biggest prude, and so I lose instantly in all those arguments because I've done nothing. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing on the other end as well. No, no, no. Trust me. <laughs> That's attractive. <laughs> a lot a lot of men will be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I want that nasty woman. No, you, no, 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 you don't. <laughs> no, no, yeah. 
No, you don't. Because then every time you're laying next to her and you're like, you know what? I just want to cuddle, but I can't because I'm scared I'm going to touch you and get sticky. Like, get sticky. Like, oh, my God. Like, you're just, you just seem disgusted. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah, no, that's I'm, – I'm a – I don't – what do they – they don't call it – what do they call it? Vanilla? I'm super vanilla. They, that's what they call me. Yay! <laughs> um, one of our one of our other friends. I don't know if you know who. Uh, she goes. Her name's Kate Stinson, but she goes by Kate Unfiltered or something on uh TikTok. Okay. She's got like a million plus, like y'all do or whatever. Uh, okay. she's a real good friend of mine. And um, anyway, so me, her, and Kylie did a podcast one day, and Kate Kate is into all this uh BDSM bullshit or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, there's this test you can take. And on this test, it shows you your what percentage what. So, like, mine comes out 54% vanilla. Like, <laughs> and that's all the hell. I, like, for a solid two weeks, that's all I caught from everybody was, oh, you're just the, vanilla. You're vanilla. You're like, so vanilla. <laughs> well, you know my vanilla ass ain't going to cheat on you or go buy something you don't okay, want to play that, with. That part. You know, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna be comfortable. I like being comfortable, ma'am. <laughs> um, well, uh, everybody already already knows you and loves you, but uh, I, I have not got a chance to dive deep into you yet, and um, I'm real excited. Uh, want to say a couple things real fast. When I look at people's social medias, like some things, it's like make me automatically want to get to know them. You're a very attractive woman, but the way the way you treat your daughter and the way you let your daughter be part of all of your stuff. I love it. No, I love she it. She loves it too. Um, She's my, all about it. The name of my business and my studio is raising grace. And it, uh, mm -hmm. it stands for somewhere between raising hell and amazing grace. But my daughter's name mm -hmm. is Gracie. So, so like, it's kind of double meaning there, but uh, yeah. I put her all over my social media and I know some parents yeah. don't, yeah. But I, I like that you do because I, I yeah. do it and I and I understand probably why you do it because you want your kid to be involved. And, yeah. uh, you know, social media, unfortunately, takes up a lot of our time. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they're part of it, then it's not really taking time away from them is how I look at it. Right. And she and she absolutely loves doing it. That's the fun part. She, she walks around everywhere and she'll tell people, I don't know if you know, but I'm famous on TikTok. <laughs> like, she, she's all about it she loves it but it, it does it gives us a lot of time to bond we have so much fun making a lot of those videos and she loves going back and re-watching them we were at the grocery store and she was had my phone watching all of the tiktoks and she just passed random people she was like hey look that's me <laughs> oh you're screwed like, she's when so you, proud. You're, you're screwed when she gets older oh yeah um uh, yeah on so many different levels i'm in so much trouble <laughs> uh ma'am do you have a semicolon on your arm i do oh i love you already <laughs> twins oh twinsies <laughs> um yeah and then when uh when we were talking earlier and you talked about uh working with uh autism um, we have helped, I think three years in a row, help build sensory rooms for a place in South Georgia. Like, oh my uh, God, that's amazing. yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like I don't have anyone in my life that directly has autism, but mm -hmm. we got approached a couple of years ago and I, I got to go meet some kids. When I got mm -hmm. to go meet those kids, I am a teddy bear dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> You start pulling on my heartstrings, and it's like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go broke if I can help you. Okay, whatever like, you want. Like, <laughs> don't play my ass. So thank, thank you for that, too. Oh, 
yeah, of course. I mean, I'm the same way. I didn't have any direct connection. I just, I was really good at psychology and the area I was in was hiring psych majors to be like direct support professionals. My first client had autism and I was sold after that. And I spent probably a, a little over a decade working in the field and learning as much as I could. And it became one of my biggest passions. You don't look like you're old enough to have been in anything longer than a decade. <laughs> Thank you. I-, I turned 33 tomorrow. Uh, I'll be 34 this year. I knew you was awesome. <laughs> what? Well, you're not 87, oh, no, baby. Not though. tomorrow. Thursday. Well, Thursday. Happy, what day is today? Well, happy, uh, <laughs> happy early birthday, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, I'm 88, baby. 88. Well, you're almost as cool yeah. as me then. Nah, I'm cooler. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't really know where to start with you. I, I know I want to start with uh, – Kind of what all you have going on now in the transition you just made moving out to is South Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how's that been so far? Amazing. I love it down here, which I mean, I came from Indiana, so anything would be better probably, but I love it down here. Um, well, you're in Tennessee. Is that right? Well, I'm in Nashville right now. We've got some stuff we're doing it with some other people, some artists up here, but oh, I, I'm actually out of Georgia. Georgia. I, okay. I live in Georgia. It's the accent. I've been trying to figure out people's accents. Y'all say my name in the South, but I don't know exactly what areas because not everyone in South Carolina says my name like you do. But you <laughs> and Kylie say my name the same. And I think it's so funny. Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> now, now I've got to end this, uh, this podcast. I don't ever want anybody to ever tell me I say something like Kylie. Kelsey. You guys say it the exact same. <laughs> Kelsey. That's it. Kelsey. I'm going to put so much proper English on your name from now on. It's going to be stupid. Right? Kelsey. Kelsey. Miss Kelsey. <laughs> you still did it. Uh, <laughs> but no, I love it down here. It's been a huge change. It's it's hot. The allergies are worse. Oh, you don't That's know shit cute. yet, darling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's over. Everyone's like, it's not even summer yet. I'm like, it's so hot. <laughs> we, uh, let me tell you, there is only two, two distinct seasons in the South. And that's cold as hell and hot as hell. Cold uh, as hell. No way. No way. Oh, you no. wait. You'll get you'll get no. two or three. You'll get two or three weeks there at the end of the year that are at the beginning, and you just can't define it. Like you don't know what happened. Jack Frost has got his ass up out of hole somewhere and started beating the shit out of you with a cold stick. You know, I'm from Indiana, though. Indiana, we do like negative degrees. Oh, well, maybe it's just cold dust because we're not used to it. Yeah, I was about to say, I came down here in the winter, and I was like, this is lovely. <laughs> How uh, I'm guessing uh, it's Mr. Curtis, right? Yes. Is Mr. Curtis military? No, but he – so he's uh, contracted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, I saw some Navy stuff, and I was just going to tell you, thank you for his yeah. service. I thought he was uh, thought he was in the Navy. He looks mm-hmm. like him and uh, – his what's his brother's name? Um, so they're just best friends, but it's oh, Michael. Oh, well, shit. They look identical. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's how they actually got big on TikTok is he, Michael put up a TikTok joking around. It was like, I finally got my dad to do a TikTok because everybody always says they look like father and son because Curtis is 40, Michael's 25. So it could have happened. Um, and yeah. it blew up. And so they kind of ran with it until TV shows were reaching out and contacting them. And they were like, okay, we need to stop. We're going to get <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So then people that thought they were brothers, but they're really just best friends and we all just live under the same roof. You being over there, I literally <laughs> thought that y'all had to be on some naval base somewhere and they were both, <laughs> they look like seals. They they both look like seals. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Oh. And I have a, isn't this like a Navy type of tattoo? It's an anchor. Yeah. It's close enough. Don't they? Yeah. I mean, that, oh, yeah. I, I would imagine there's a little bit more to, uh, to, <laughs> yeah. nothing to do fuck, with Navy. <laughs> fuck it. An anchor and Navy. They go, I guess that goes hand in hand. Yeah, especially, especially the little heart on top. I would imagine, yeah, I imagine should. every Navy SEAL has an anchor with a heart on top. I of don't it. see why not. They no. should. Me, me, me either, darling. Me either. Um, so did y'all meet on uh, TikTok? Yep. So I actually put out a video over the summer. It was like, I think it was July 5th, July 4th, um, of me walking out of my mom's house in my bikini. And it was a green bikini. It, that's relevant later. And I smashed a white claw on my head and like it's slow-mo walking out. And it says like when the family disappointments show up to the, the holiday party or something like that. And he saw that video and that's when he said he fell in love, but he's very quiet and reserved and he never reached out. I ended up getting in a relationship with a whole different person. That was a whole train wreck right there from TikTok too. So after that, I was like, no more TikTok boys. But then I became like TikTok bachelorette. So everybody was sending me men left and right. I was getting smacked all over the place with men. I was going to say something else. Uh, <laughs> but his kept getting thrown at me. And I was like, how old is this man? Because I've never dated an older man, which obviously I needed. I was dating younger idiots. Um, so I'd never dated an older one. Um, so people kept saying he was four in his 40s. And I was like, absolutely not. What do I look like? A grandma? I'm not doing that. <laughs> Well, I found he was 39 and I think he slid in my, he slid in my DMs trying to sell me some ketones. <laughs> the, the audacity. <laughs> I was so offended because <laughs> I was waiting and that's what he came at me with. A hundred percent. If I try to sell a good looking woman ketones, she is going to get on a plane, come find out where I live and slap the shit out of me. And you got a whole ass husband out of it. I got a whole husband out of it. This is the thing though. So he put up a video when I followed him. So I had just followed him. It was like three weeks before he got my name. It was in November. Um, I had followed him. He put up a video about it. And I thought that was him shooting a shot there. So I was like waiting patiently waiting for him to come my dms but the comment section was so mean i mean those people were dragging me they were like don't do it she's all drama she's a terrible person she, i mean horrible comments about me and i was like well there goes that so i just thought he didn't hit on me because of the comments i was like they scared him away uh-oh so then when he finally did dm me and he did it in a salesman way i was like i'm only a little offended. i'm <laughs> but then he was like oh, this is me sliding your dms I was like, oh, okay, thank you. About time. Here's my number. Let's go ahead and get this started. Yeah, we're to, we're gonna go ahead and have to set up the second show to have both y'all on at the same time. Because I believe there's two sides or three sides to every story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was I I want to hear his side to this so bad now. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> we <I'll> validate mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, same shit is happening to me right now between uh, having you on the show today will just make it worse, but it's okay. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> Brianna and Jimmy, um, I don't know if you know them. Um, uh -huh. Me and me, Brianna, are, are, I love her to death. Um, we met did the, her. We just did the event together this past weekend. She's done, She's been oh, to the studio, done a couple shows. But I did her and Jimmy's uh, TikTok love story on an episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, ever since then, people have been trying desperately. Like, hey. I need to set you up with this girl off TikTok. Hey, hey. And then every time I look at it, I'm like, you look toxic as fuck and a good time. 
but I ain't about it. I ain't, I ain't about mm-hmm. it. It's very rare, I will say. I think Curtis and I are rare, Brianna and Jimmy are rare, because usually I call it TikToksic, and that's exactly what you get out of it. That is beautiful. That is fucking <laughs> perfect. Um, now, uh, as I've been watching some of your videos and everything, it looks like mm-hmm. you've got a house full of youngins. Um, yes. I, you have one. Uh, Mr. Curtis has three, right? Right. Uh, so how's that going with, uh, I guess, the, his children's mother with you being such a big personality and all that stuff? <laughs> um, so far, it's been fine. At the very beginning, it was very rough. Um, she was also fed a lot of lies about me. People were constantly attacking her the moment I came on the scene. Um, so she had developed and we've talked about this and she's apologized since, but she developed a very strong opinion of me and did not like me at all. And it was very, very difficult. The first few months, the first few months of the year, I struggled a lot. I was very stressed out because that's very hard on me. So I have a childhood that I came from where my parents didn't get along. I hated my stepdad. He was a horrible person. Um, my mom picked him over me most of my life. Um, so I had a lot of trauma from my childhood and then this similar situation might be coming up and I'm like, Oh no, how do I fix it? I can't fix it by myself. I just have to keep going. And I had the kids that I was getting backlash from them. And I was terrified that I was causing any type of trauma like I had and not meaning to like just being present and it was causing trauma. Um, but luckily uh, Curtis went to Japan and he set up, so, uh, their mom works every other week so that she has them. So she's off work and then she works the next week. Um, so we went to Japan and he told her, you're welcome to have the kids. Otherwise I have them all set up. Kelsey will be down there. She'll watch them. And obviously she wasn't able to take off work for that long of time. So it kind of put her in a position where she had to trust me, which I think was very hard for her, but also very, it brought us together. So um, she had to reach out, you know, she reached out to me. She had, was help, helped me through my weeks. We went, we took all the kids to dinner and that's when we were able to sit down. She apologized for, you know, jumping the gun, believing, but I mean, I couldn't really blame her at the same time because there are so many people on TikTok who have very strong opinions of me and they are very quick to tell people about me and they don't know me. So she had it coming from every angle and she was scared as a mom, you know, for her kids. You don't know what you see on the internet. Um, and what's true and isn't true. So I forgave her, obviously, for the initial judgment. Oh, my little one's trying to get in. Um, so ignore <laughs> her. Um, I forgave her for the initial judgment, and we were able to get along then. We made a TikTok about it, um, and actually went viral. It was a pretty big deal. Uh, people loved it. Uh, I, I know we're still going to have struggles moving forward, and there's still going to be ups and downs because um, her and Curtis are still working on mending you know, their situation. Um, and I think that's gonna take a lot more time. Cause I think there was like 19 years they've known each other. And so there was a lot of bad, you know, and good, but bad in that too. And so it's going to take time for them, but at least right now, I think it's nice because I can kind of be that middle person. And if they're unable to communicate, we still have a way to communicate for the kids. So there's a benefit to the kids now. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a new adventure. Just just curious, Um, when you say, and by the way, I commend y'all on co-parenting and and everything like that is that is something that a lot more people need to do is swallow their pride. And you know when you're getting in that situation, but when you say people are giving you shit on TikTok all the time, what what are I'm just curious because you seem so sweet. What what are (laughs) what are some of the things these people are saying about you? Okay, so when I first started TikTok, well, not really first, but a little bit into it. 
I started getting those hate comments and I'm a very sarcastic person. Like it's really hard to piss me off. I'm super nonchalant in my responses and super sarcastic. So I'm only going to make you more mad. And I got labeled the clapback queen because people would come for me and I would snap back and it would be funny. I thought it was funny. At least. Uh, not everyone did. <laughs> so I'm the I was same way. Quick. I get you. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very quick with my tongue and I would put people in their place, but instead of people, a lot of people didn't see that they used that, I guess, in a sense that I was a mean girl. And I'm like, but you're forgetting these people said this to me first. And I responded, I defended my character. And somehow I became a mean girl for making any type of video. So it's, it's what I think it was, is we went through that phase, which we're still kind of going through with toxic positivity, where you're supposed to be this positive, uplifting, perfect person. When you have a platform, you can't have any flaws. You can't make any mistakes. You can't step out of line. You can't say one wrong word or you'll piss everyone off. And I'm like, that's such that that is toxic right there. And that got labeled on me very fast. So then when I tried to be like, okay, fine, I'll be positive. It was never good enough. I was never positive enough. I said the wrong things. I and I make jokes about everything. I make I'm very lighthearted humor. I make jokes about myself. I make jokes about my own trauma, about my domestic violence. I know how to laugh at things, and that's my defense mechanism after I've worked through it. But I laugh at myself more than anybody else. But because I was laughing and making jokes on topics that hurt other people, I got a lot of hate. And yeah. I also like there's a big race thing involved. I get scared to talk about it. a big race thing involved. <laughs> yeah, I pissed a lot of people off. And I'm so scared to talk about it. Like, I'm scared to even say you, black and white. That's you, where, like, you want me to make you feel more comfortable? Yes. I got you covered right here. Okay. <laughs> I am from South Georgia. Mm -hmm. I worked in country radio, had the number one country radio show last year around summertime. Excuse me. Last year around summertime is when NASCAR took down the Confederate flag and everybody lost their fucking minds in Georgia. Well, Ugh. I don't believe in the Confederate flag and I'm Good. a white farm kid from South <laughs> Georgia. Mm -hmm. I voiced my opinion on the radio and i said the same thing to everybody is i grew up with african americans that the second they see it they see hate if you <laughs> if you're not going to get mad about somebody walking in your yard and asking hey what does that flag mean and you actually explaining to them that it is your heritage then that's one thing but nobody's going to handle that situation that way um i i don't like it because uh uh and I, I literally got hate. I had people calling into the radio station that wanted to fucking murder me. Yeah, um, I got death be, threats. Be, because of it. And it's like, look, yeah. if, you, if you're – it's not how something starts. It's how something gets transformed. The swastika was a symbol of peace before Hitler got a hold of it. But nobody pays attention to what happened before. The Confederate flag might have started out as one thing, but when the uh, KKK adopted it, it became a symbol of hate from now yeah. on. For the, for the rest yeah. of whatever. And right. and that's how I view it. It's, I'm not yep. going to put anything around me that is going to say that, hey, I acknowledge that this is hateful to some people. Right. Like, I'm not going to. Like, if you, yeah. if you, if you fly for whatever right reasons you think there are, mm -hmm. by all means, but be prepared to explain to yourself, to a certain community and culture, mm -hmm. what it means to you and why it's not. Don't just say, oh, this is right. my heritage. I don't like this shit. No. And, and that's a cop out half the time because they don't even know what their heritage is half the time. They're just right. saying that 
And right. it, it's bullcrap because you're right. It's what it transformed into. Whatever it was, most people don't even know that. Like, I didn't even know that the swastika, I can't even say it, swastika, swastika. had a peaceful meaning. I didn't uh, even yeah. know that. And I know it for what it is yep. now. <laughs> and that's what most people don't realize yeah. is once a yeah. hate group attaches itself to something, mm-hmm. it's hateful from now it's on. Done. Yeah. It's done. Yep. It's done. Yep. I, get, I get it. And even like my dad, my dad has a Confederate flag tattoo. Um. Oh. And I have to like we talk about these things, like yeah. But but also yeah. too, unless you talk about these things, you don't help people. And it's not that they're ignorant; it's that they're not educated on the subject. They right. all they all they know, especially in the South, all they know is whatever they've been told. And usually, mm-hmm. when we're told something by our grandparents or our, our parents, mm-hmm. we take it as gospel, you know. Yeah. But, but sometimes, and it's sad to say, sometimes our parents, grandparents, ain't right. Right. And you have to educate yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That did make me a little more comfortable because my story is not as, it's, I don't think it's as intense. I really, okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Because we're also talking about learning and educating and I can say where my growth came from with it. Um, I used to really like the name Shaniqua. Okay. I loved that name. Um, um, at one point I named a plant Shaniqua and she, I still have her. She's gorgeous. I'll show you her. She's a golden pothos. She's huge. She grows like crazy. She's the most beautiful plant I have. Well, first it started in one video where I was like, this is Shaniqua. It's my big lady. She goes off. Apparently that was stereotyping and microaggression, but I just meant she's my biggest plant. It's the girl. And she grows. She goes off. I say go off all the time. So that's another thing where I'm saying like my, my words got misconstrued from people who didn't know me. I said, girl, go off or girl, do this. It doesn't matter what you do. And I'm like, okay, go off. You don't have to be yelling and screaming at somebody. Toby did a cartwheel the other day. And I said, you better go off, sis. I, that's just how I've always talked. Um, but not everybody knows that. And so it came off, I get, so at that point, the word microaggression wasn't used to me. No one was said it to me. I'm sure it was around hundred percent, but it wasn't said to me. Um, so at that point I was labeled racist automatically. And I was like, this is my plan. And I really liked her, but okay. So moving forward, I ended up on World Star. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, triple memory lands from the sweat. Um, I ended up on World Star because I made a video and I thought I was coming from the right place. So if you know anything about me, all my life, I've grown up around mainly African Americans, not white people. Um, and you can't really like use anything as an excuse now. I can't say, oh, I did that because I have you know cousins. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is like most of my life, my environment is what I, it's, I'm a product of my environment. So the way I speak, I've spoke this way since I was like six. Um, it's what I was raised around. It's what I grew up around. My cousins, I just, my best friends, most of my life, all my boyfriends until I got to my twenties and thought I'd try something different and it didn't work out. Now we're back on it. Like it just, it's what I am used to. Well, they say once you go black, you don't go back anyway. (laughs) I tried to judge somebody based on their personality. Fuck the personality. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my life. Yes, we were there. And it's just, it was what I was more comfortable around. I have a degree in Africana studies. Like I liked learning. I liked growing. I wanted to know everything about the culture because I loved it. Um, So in the world star thing, somebody had, so somebody left a comment on one of my TikToks and they were like, girl, you're not black. Stop speaking like that or something. And so I made a video response 
And in the video response, I was like, you don't know what I am. And it was basically to say, don't judge a book by its cover. Because I'm always asked, what ethnicity are you? Uh, so I was just like, you don't know. I could have, and when I said, this was where I went wrong. I said, I could be blacker than you. What I meant was I could, I could easily have a dad that is black and a mom that is white and come out looking just like this and it be completely fine. And I, you just couldn't tell and you could have the same. And I didn't know this person. I didn't know what their ethnicity was fully. And I sh probably should have done some research before actually making any type of statement back because it sounded like I was saying I'm blacker than a black person. And that's not what I was trying to say, but that's what it got misconstrued to. And I also said like, I could be the Rashida Jones because I get told I look like her a lot. Um, and she's 50%. So I was like, you don't know, you just don't know. And I called myself spicy white. <laughs> Apparently I was not allowed to say that. I did not know, I did not know. So I said spicy white, I said, you know, I accidentally said, not accidentally, but I said it. And now I look back and I'm like, crap, I didn't mean to say barbecue. I, I meant to say I've always been invited to the cookout. And I, I meant that in a good way. Like I thought I was being relatable. I wasn't. I do too. I, <laughs> I say it all the time. I literally say it all the time. I'm white, but the hood loved me. Yes. And so that's what I was trying to say. Like I've always been accepted. Yeah. And it's always been the environment I've grown up around and I want to be it. I'll, I'll well, then I got called. What? I, I was going to say, I, I'll tell you what it is, is it's you being comfortable. Like I'm comfortable yeah. around anybody. It anybody. doesn't matter anybody. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, but I grew up playing football and I would always have to go to these summer camps with primarily African-American folks. And mm -hmm. I, they got to be my boys. Like yeah. and we would bullshit and we would talk to each other. And what gets me in trouble to this day is like they would talk shit to me i would talk shit back to them and it was so playful and it was so like just kind-hearted that now mm -hmm. when i make friends that happen to not know me from back in the day and we start bullshitting yeah. or whatever all of a sudden or if i say something on social media it's like what the fuck did he just say and it, yeah and, and it's like if my hometown boys know right. where my heart is then fuck you that's how i feel right about it. Right. And that's what I tried to explain to you. I was like, if anybody from my past heard me speaking that way, and they did, and mo mo most of them have reached out since like that I know in my past. And we're like, you know, this is just, it's just you, Kelsey. It's okay. We get it. Like, they just don't know you. And that's what I keep getting all the time. They just don't know. You. They don't know you. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, now I have this huge platform. So maybe I do need to be more careful about how I present myself because just because I know who I am. Not everybody does. So I started to censor myself, which I mean, it, I've learned a lot through it. I think now I can, I'm getting better at expressing myself as I used to be, who I am, but doing it in a more, now I don't want to say sensitive manner because that's not the word I'm looking for, but more educated. See, I, I think the complete opposite <laughs> has to happen. I think I, I, it's I, so hard though. I know. I think in order for racism to fucking stop, I think you have to be able to bullshit with each other. I think you, I think people take us being kind-hearted and us joking as mm -hmm. a form of racism because they're actually racist themselves. It's where if you don't understand a joke, that's not my fucking problem. Right. If me and you, yeah. me and one of my buddies want to bullshit back and forth and he wants to call me a honky or whatever he wants to call me a cracker, and then I say some slick shit back to him as long as it's not derogatory – Right. Uh, as long as it's not derogatory. I mean, there's certain things you don't fucking say. Right. Absolutely. There's certain things you don't fucking say. But like mm -hmm. if, if I'm like, 
like, I'll tell you this. This is one of the jokes that I've got. And uh, it, you either like it or you don't. I will, every every time, every time I meet or I get uh, talk, I like black women myself. I like all women, all colors. But there's something about a beautiful black woman that just always oh, gets right. with, with the curly hair. Oh, I'm over with, over with. <laughs> uh, them light skinned okay. sisters get me every time. Um, but anyway, so like I'll be joking and I think I'm funny, but I'm not. And I'll be like, hey, girl. <laughs> no, but I'm not. I'll be like, hey, girl, look. It's okay. I'm one eighth African American. You can take me home to mom and daddy. And she'll be like, one eighth African American. Automatically, everybody thinks she's talking about your dick. I'll be like, nah, my credit score. Yeah, see? <laughs> see, you see, you thought about it. You didn't want to laugh. You didn't yeah, want to laugh. No. Think about a white guy at a black bar saying that and then the whole bar laughing their ass off. That's what it's because they get the humor, but yeah. It's funny. So that's the only, the sucky part is like, now that, that is coined as microaggression. Even yeah. if you're kidding, that was what that is. Right. So I want to, I want to spin off that real fast on what right. I did. Okay. So the last thing I did that got me canceled, um, is I was on live with Curtis and we were joking around and I used to, at the very beginning, I used to always say I was pregnant with four for quadruplets because people would always ask if I was pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, I got quadruplets. Um, and I'd say that all the time. So somebody was like, are you pregnant? I was like, or I said, yeah, we have four. Their names are Shaniqua, Quaniqua, Haniqua, and Taniqua. Now I, in my head, wasn't putting a race or a color to the children. I, I just said Shaniqua because I, again, it was one of my favorite names. I loved that name and I rhymed with it. And so in my mind, I'm thinking it's completely playful because I wasn't even speaking about race. I wasn't talking about race, but I got labeled as again, racist and microaggression. Um, now I have sat down with many women of color and discussed why that that was felt that way or how, and I've actually made great friends from it. Um, there's someone on Twitter, her name is Jesse Eaton, and I absolutely love her now. And she always speaks about racial issues and microaggression. And I've learned a lot from her and I understood from someone else's point of view then how that could have came off wrong. But then in my point of view, I was like, I wasn't even talking about black, white, that could have been a little white baby. I don't care. And so that's my perspective. So what I've been trying to do lately is try to learn from other people's perspectives and how things I say can be misconstrued and taken wrong. That's what I was saying earlier, but you're hundred percent right. I feel like there are real racists in this world. Like there are real people in this world who absolutely hate other people for the color of their skin. And I think that is vile. And I think that's disgusting. Um, and I, I don't commend that. And I would stand next to any person of color and fight with them to the day of the, we all die. I don't care against that. I think it's disgusting. Um, you can obviously tell, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not allowed to say, I learned this, not allowed to say I'm clearly not racist. I have a whole child that's multicultural. I have a whole boyfriend. Most of the people in my life, you can't say that because then it's using other people to hide your racism. And it, it became this spiral where I was like, I don't understand how I am coming. And I, I'll get emotional talking about this. Cause I'm like, that's the one thing I hate is being called racist. Cause I'm like, there's not a bone in my body that could hate another person or judge them for being a different color. So it was a really hard time in my life going through all that because you can't explain that when people are so ready to misunderstand you. And it wasn't just black people or white people. It was all kinds of people. There's no on both sides. I had black people defending me, white people defending me, black people that didn't like me, black people didn't like me. And it was like this huge race war of canceling Kelsey because she said the name Shaniqua. 
and it was microaggression. And I was like, instead of that, instead of attacking me for something that maybe I don't understand your perspective or why that I will, I know I am white and I will never have to live a day in the life or in the body of a black person. So I'll never understand that struggle fully. And I know, and I understand I'll never understand. I completely get that. And so it's, I know to ignore a voice telling me that I was offensive is wrong and I'm not trying to, but instead of attacking me, when you attack somebody, oh, you're hateful, you're racist, you're this, you're that. What makes me want to learn now? What makes me want to jump and help now? Nothing. But there were so many women who did help me and they, like, I got books sent to me and I have had conversations with them. And I like, that's how you move forward. In my opinion, is you educate, Hey, this is why somebody might be thinking this, whatever the case may be, and then help educate. And there were many, many women on TikTok who did that and they did it flawlessly. And it, it made me feel less attacked, less judged. Cause we all say stuff. If you are born in America, you're racist. Say, I'm going like, to disagree with you. With I'm going to disagree with you on a lot of that. Not that you're wrong. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. It's, th this is the only argument I'll make towards you. You clearly are not a racist person. Have you ever said anything and you meant it out of malice or anything towards it? No. All right. So you know what? Those people are wanting to define your heart. They're wanting to yeah. define your soul. They're wanting to define your thoughts. If you know that it came from a place of whatever, like a place of happy. It came a place of lightheartedness and all everything else. You should never have to apologize. Those other people are wanting you to change and fit into their box. I don't want to fit in nobody's box. If you don't understand my sense of humor, please just don't listen to me. Let, yeah. let, let everybody else understand. I love everybody, but also too, this yeah. is how I know I'm not a racist. I hate everybody equally. I don't, <laughs> I, I hate, there is, I don't, I hate ignorance. I hate yeah. trashy people. I don't mm -hmm. care who you are. If you come at me and you're just a moron, I don't care mm -hmm. what you look like. There are a lot yeah. of women. There are a lot of good looking ass white women that I cannot stand to be around. Oh, same. So same. you can't tell me I'm a bad person. <laughs> And I'm racist if I say something stupid like, no, if you go look at my blocked list, my <laughs> block list is more uppity ass white women or are yes. women who just do not get my sense of humor than it is yeah. anything else. So don't. And now me. we're going into gender. <laughs> I know. We, I, I don't care about the gender. I, I, <laughs> I get is I don't get in trouble because on podcasts, you know, it's, it's the last form of freedom of speech and my, my sponsors, yeah. everything like it. So they're cool with me, but good. Like, I, I don't think you should have ever caught shit. I don't think, I know. And I, I think, think it's, I think it's a very, and on, and for the longest time I didn't either. And that's why it took me so long to even acknowledge or apologize. And I got a lot of heat for that. Like you should have just accepted what you did and apologize. I was like, I was still trying to understand what I did because in my heart in my mind there was nothing mean malice attacking you know racial nothing in what I said so it took me a very long time once I what I did do is I sat there and I said you know what at the end of the day if someone said I hurt their feelings I don't get to say I didn't and I tried to look at it from more of that stance and so I did apologize like if it was taken the way that it was taken if I even said it the wrong way I am telling you now I did not mean to do that and I am 
I, I am sorry. I would never. And sometimes on TikTok, like on TikTok, someone asked me, what's your biggest regret? I said that night on live because that night changed everything. I was growing at like 70% on TikTok. I was getting brand deals and sponsorships left and right. I was one of the most talked about people for a second. Me and the clean team and this whole women empowerment thing I started. And that night was the night that led to everything being ruined, everything being taken from me, everything changing. And I'm not saying it, it wasn't deserving. There was a lesson in it for me. And I think I learned a great lesson from it. And I think I've grown a lot from it. And I think that that's important. Even, even if we think, even if somebody looks at me and they're like, Hey, you didn't deserve that. Or if someone like, Hey, you did deserve that. Whoever anybody thinks it doesn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, my self growth from it was substantial and I'd still learn something in it. Even if I look back sometimes and I'm like, that was really unfair that it got to that level. I learned a very important lesson. So I don't regret it anymore. It just took me a really long time to sit on it and reflect on it and know that everything happens for a reason. If you want to talk about universe and stars, you know, here we, here we can go. <laughs> uh, my number one thing that I've said a whole lot lately is you're not always where you want to be in life, but you're always where God wants you to be. Yeah. And, and you know, we don't understand our screwed up. Some, it, it, yeah. I just had a moment of realization on Saturday. I got fired in country radio back in September on my birthday. First, oh. I, it was okay. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, Cause I, I told Antifa to kiss my ass. I, I stood up for my political views and everything. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I got fired that day and I was heartbroken. It was the job that I always wanted. And mm -hmm. everybody loved me in the state of Georgia that listened. And, uh, and then I just started all this and everything's been going great with that. But when Saturday, when I, when I got to do that event and I got to speak in front of all those people and I was hanging out with somebody that's worth $500 million and is one of the smoothest talking people ever, he's got everybody from Dr. Phil to, to, to Trump to whoever in his phone and can call them right then. It's the coolest shit ever. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, if I would have never got fired, I would have never yeah. been in this situation that I'm in. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure with you, you, you just like radiate. Like, I don't believe in like the, well, I guess I shouldn't say I don't believe in vibes and shit. I kind of do, but like you just, yeah. you, you just radiate, you just radiate <laughs> this fucking energy, dude. And, and like, you could tell you that shit might've happened to you. But there's something way better coming down the pike for you. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I really, I really was able to look at because everyone's getting exposed right now on TikTok. Like you have a big platform on TikTok. People are digging into you and finding every skeleton possible to use against you. And there are some that I'm like, thank you for letting me know so I can unfollow this person because I would never support even there are some things like a past is a past. We can forgive it. Let's grow from it. But there are some things that are not forgivable in my eyes, like pedophilia, anything to do with a child, any abuse to a child, any abuse to a woman that is repetitive. I know there's been instances, like I, I try to be kind to some people if they're in toxic relationships and it's abusive towards each other. Okay, get away from that and grow. And if you can get away and grow and it doesn't happen again, okay, so you were in a toxic relationship. And I don't think we should not, I'm gonna be very clear, no man should ever put his hands on a woman, but no Never. woman should ever put their hands on a man either. Don't put your hands on people. Just keep hands to yourself. Like I'm a big believer in just keep your hands to yourself. I was in a domestic violence situation. I didn't ever, I hit him once. I will say I hit him once. When I was seven months pregnant, I found out, or eight months pregnant, found out he cheated again. I smacked him across the face. I thought he wouldn't hit me when I was pregnant. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really wrong. Um, I learned my lesson there. Don't, I just thought he wouldn't hit back. 
Well, fuck don't that guy. Don't put your hands on anyone. Yeah, no, fuck him. But don't put your hands <laughs> on nobody. Don't put your hands on anyone. And I don't think it should be a gender thing. Obviously, men are way stronger. So that makes it very different. No man should ever hit a woman. I'm very adamant against that. Very, very just. But if something happened, you were you were young, dumb, in a relationship that was toxic. You both were doing things. And you've grown from it. And you're not like a repetitive offender of beating women. Okay, we can talk about growth and forgiveness. But there are some things that are not forgiven. And there are a lot of people on TikTok that you'd be shocked with pedophilia records that none of us knew. And we've been supporting or domestic violence and we've been supporting or abusing their children. And we've been, it's insane, but all of it's coming out and I'm sitting back and I'm like, okay, so these people are actually bad people. My record, I've been very clear from day one. I got a DUI. I drank three glasses of wine at a wedding and wanted to be home by midnight. <laughs> I got, I got a DUI too, and I drank a whole lot more than three glasses of wine. <laughs> I was barely drunk. Even the cop was like, I feel bad arresting you. I was, I was, like, I was fucking barely awake. <laughs> See, that's what I said. I said, if I was going to get a DUI, I wish I would have been blacked out. Nope, I fucking I earned, so I earned mine. I promise you. <laughs> I, I mean, I earned it. I think I blew a point one, point one. So, I mean, look, I earned it. You look tiny, though. I was going to say, <laughs> I know. You, I, you look tiny as hell. Yeah, it doesn't take much. It takes like two beers and I'm over the limit. So, but I learned that too. I was like, okay, no more driving at all. Even if I've had one drink, either someone else is driving or I'm Ubering home. I just won't do it anymore. Um, just to be safe. Um, but I also have, well, I have, uh, I was charged with disorderly conduct, but I was arrested for disorderly conduct, resisting arrest and battery on a cop. Mind you, the report states she gently touched my arm. And that's battery, apparently. I was asking a question. Yeah. I said, excuse me, sir. Yeah, uh, battery on a cop. But it got it got dropped because obviously it was bull crap. But I was getting beat up by my baby daddy that night. I just wouldn't snitch. So I got arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. So I'm like, people, like, I get, I have a record, but I can fully explain mine. And it says in the report all of that. And now that it's all come out and that I've testified to it. So it's public record that that night I was beat up by him. And I testified to everything he did to me so I can speak about it freely. And it is on record. Now it's private record because I had I testified in custody court, which isn't public record because kids are involved. So all my tests, I testified for my custody stuff. So all of it's on record, but you just can't see it. Um, but I could if I wanted to. But um, so like, I'm not worried about my past. But I'm like, I can explain that. No problem. And then if we're going to say, you know, these are the things I can also explain why I said the things I said. And once you get to know me, you will absolutely understand. That's just Kelsey. Most people are like, that's just Kelsey. She just makes jokes about everything. And so they, they realize that I'm, I mean, I'm a caring soul. I'm a kind person. I'm a good human at the very least. So like with all this stuff coming out, like I was able to look at it and be like, well, at least I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. See, I've got, I've got two felonies between the ages of 18 and 22 for theft i stole scrap metal i didn't have shit going for me in my life i don't i have shit going for me in my life no i, I was just very depressed in a bad state yeah. and um but also too if i would not have done those stupid ass things as a child mm -hmm. uh i would have never got my mental health under control i would have never figured yeah. out there was an issue um mm -hmm. uh I mean, I, I've been to jail for like 60 days, 60, 90 days when I was young, like a rehab detention oh. center. Um, yeah. but, but once again, it needed to happen. I yeah. was going down the wrong road in my life. And mm -hmm. 
uh, I just was unaware of a lot of things. So that's like one I of think the- that's a very powerful message. Yeah. Like the bad has to happen to begin that healing and that growing work half the time. Like I always say that too. I was raped when I was 19 and a lot or 18. I was about to be 19. I was 18. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, they, they have a hard time listening to rape stories and things like that. And they're like, how can you, like, and I've said, I forgave him, but I had to forgive myself first. People didn't get that. Why do you forgive yourself? Well, you know, I, I blamed myself for so long. I was so ashamed of it and all that, but I go through that because at that time I was at IU and I wasn't acting the best either. I was drinking all the time. I was starting to fail out. I had, it woke me up and people don't get it, but I call my rape a blessing. And it kind of bothers people like that, that triggers people, but it, it woke me up. I didn't drink for two years. I didn't have sex for a year and a half. And it changed how I viewed myself because I had, I, I obviously then I thought I was worthless. Um, it made me feel some type of way about myself, but it, it slowed me down, which I'm like, who knows what could have happened if I kept drinking at the rate I was drinking and just being very open with myself the way I was. And putting myself in such bad situations, who knows what could have happened? Could have been way worse. So I can a blessing. Yeah, I, I believe that God allows us to go through hell so we understand what heaven's worth. Yes, I love that quote. Oh uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's good. You can you can trade market Josh <laughs> Terry. That that one's mine. Um, <laughs> Just make sure you add no, me. <laughs> no, same thing, dude. Like I was, I was in a bad place, and mm-hmm. I needed to grow, but I needed. I'm hard headed, so I needed the worst shit I could possibly do to myself to traumatize myself to happen to where I had to grow up. But I also believe it was the path I had to go on. Cause I like, we do suicide prevention meetings now at the studio and other stuff like that. Like if I would have never gone down those roads, I, I, the same thing you say about your rape, my suicide attempt was the best and worst thing that ever happened to me Yeah, because it literally changed my entire life after that mm-hmm. um so i'm not religious but i know in in religious i think they call that your cross to bear yeah and it is it god is. gives you a cross to bear and yeah. it defines who you are after yeah nothing anytime i'm ever talking about my depression suicide attempt or anything it is insane whether you believe in god you believe in the universe or whatever mm-hmm. the same it, Everything, everything in my life goes better when I am doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Like when I'm talking mm-hmm. about that cross to bear and uh, trying to help mm-hmm. people, it just seems like everything around me is working the way it's supposed to. That's the universe. <laughs> That's God. <laughs> yeah. I always say that once you have that sign and you start following it, the universe of God opens every door that's meant to be open. And as long as you're following that, and it's, I know you hate this word, it's that vibration. It's <laughs> universal law of vibration. Once you're vibrating at the right frequency, <laughs> you bring I, it all to you. I get it, dude. I, I get what people mean by that shit. I just hate it. For some reason. <laughs> it's so funny. Because I, every time somebody says vibration and vibes, I automatically hate, thank hippies. I hate hippies. <laughs> I hate hippies. Oh, I hate, some of I, us modern day hippies are wonderful. Y'all are cool. Like, but it's them old, just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're way deeper than what I thought you were going to be. Oh, thank you. I can get deeper. We'll have to have a number two. 
We will. We'll have it. We, we got about 10 more minutes. We'll, we'll definitely have another number. You two. should also have Michael Abantonio on. So he speaks about mental health. Okay. And I think you guys could really have a good talk. So I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else to get on the show. Yeah. I don't know 90% of the people that y'all talk about because <laughs> my for you page is literally like pimple popping, ingrown toenails coming out. Uh, shit, like, like, <laughs> that sounds like Curtis. This yeah, like, my for you page is weird. And, um, <laughs> I do, even though I work in social media, I literally don't look at social media. I, I do, I'll, I, I'll text his name. Yeah. If, uh, and if you know anybody <laughs> that you think would want to do it, that would be positive to help yeah. people. I'd lo love to have them. Oh, yeah. Love to have them come. I don't care if they've got awesome. five followers, if they've got a positive message to get out to the world. I'm fine with it. You just happen to have a lot of followers, but you have a good message. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a couple people that have asked to do the show, and I would go look at their stuff, and it's like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I've got enough train wrecks between Kylie and myself that I don't need any more train wrecks around. <laughs> I need positive influences on the world. <laughs> well, I hope I wasn't a train wreck. No, you actually. Uh, <laughs> That's was, literally the first time I've talked about all of the race stuff I went through. I, and I don't think I did the best, but I'm, I'm going to do better. I want to keep talking about it because you're right. If we don't talk about it. If we don't have conversations about it, well, nothing's going to change. Well, if you believe that racism is taught, and I believe that it is, I don't yes, believe a child 100%. is born racist. Absolutely not. Then you also have to talk to keep your child from being racist, right? Yes. About being anti-racist. Yes. So not being racist is this way. One person said to me, and it really resonated, not being racist isn't enough. You have to be anti-racist. Yes. So well, that's I mean, what I'm working with. Yeah. I, I love people like you that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a jackass. I love <laughs> interracial couples. You know why? Because I think it sets up the next generation to love people for who they are, not what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely important. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, if you want to just be in a strictly white relationship, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You want to be a strictly whatever relationship, you're cool. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. But allow mm -hmm. two people, even if they don't look alike, to be happy. Who gives a fuck? It's 2021. Absolutely. Yep, 2021. Who gives that's a what fuck? I think is crazy. Like, how is it, that's what's mind blowing to me? But I understand that that's also my white privilege speaking. It's like, how is this still an issue? And I, you there? Know that that's there my white privilege. I I think everybody says it wasn't. Oh, See, I I don't believe in the white privilege stuff though. I'll tell you that. I don't. Ooh, I, we could go back and forth because I do. I don't. I don't. I believe it's how you're raised. I believe it's the opportunities you want to take in life. Yeah, no, it is. But when you are white, you are given an automatic when you walk outside the door that yeah i mean mm -hmm. I, look but also too mm -hmm. if, if you act right in the wrong circumstances then usually something bad that, i've been arrested three or four times i've never that's ever, fine but but there are legit there's so many companies like if i were to put an application in, in my name this was one of those things in my name i'm not going to say that name must be used a different name um, no, I'm not. Cause I don't want to be racial profile. If I were to put in Shaniqua on an application, I would get judged a lot harshly than if I put Kelsey. And that is my white privilege that I have. Now, some people would argue then don't name your kid that, or don't name your kid a stereotypical type of name. But then that's, I think that's what oh. we need to challenge. That's what okay. we need to challenge though. It shouldn't be that it should be stop judging people based on their name. Well, that's judging just, people based on their name. Yeah. But I don't think that's why I think it's ignorance. 
I think that's Wait, ignorant it's on, her, on whoever is Because well, if, yeah. I say, if I see Shaniqua right there, but she's got a master's degree, and then I see uh, Joshua, who's got fucking <laughs> a high school education, then I don't yep. give a fuck what Shaniqua's name Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And uh, that's because, yeah, it's because you're a person. But there's so many people who here who still aren't, and they do see Josh, and not just because it's a more profiled white name, but it's a male. And that's a whole nother too. Oh yeah, I heard, I heard, but I heard. They that. I, yeah, I heard you were a <laughs> well, feminist. I heard you as a feminist, <laughs> but we're saving that one for the second episode because <laughs> me and you are going back and forth on that because <laughs> I. Well, first off, uh, if you knew how I thought women should be treated, like uh, as far as they are queens and they all should be treated as such. Okay. I, okay, yeah. I do. I don't think you should have to stay in the fucking kitchen or okay, like whatever. I don't, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that type. I'm not that type at all. But I, I do think that there are some things that men should do and women should do. I'm not like, we'll get into that on the next one. Cause you're going to do another one with me. I'll spend an hour uh, trying to piss you off on that one. Oh, um, good. I'm ready for that one. But, uh, but anyway, thank you so much for doing this today. Uh, I know you got some youngins to go tend to, but um, Hey, uh share this on social media for me if you don't care I will. tag me in some shit okay. and whenever you can get time in the next two months uh let's get down to this feminism stuff because i'm gonna i'm gonna teach you some things yeah. <laughs> i think you're gonna get checked on some things but okay right. you bring your checklist <laughs> darling you bring it I'm, I'm gonna bring my eraser just to take that damn thing off <laughs> sounds <right>. great <laughs> well you have a good day miss Chelsea. thank you right. Elsie. my you. bad yeah <laughs> <laughs>